and light dwells with him. Amen. I'm going to read that scripture again, just in case we were not listening. The book I'm reading from tonight is Daniel chapter 2, from verse 20 to 22. Praise be to the name of God forever and ever. Wisdom and power are His. He changes times and seasons. He disposes kings and raises up others. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what lies in darkness and light dwells with him. Let's lift up our voices this evening. I want us to appreciate God for this word. I want us to praise God because he's the God of heaven and earth. I want, to pray, I want us to praise God because he's the God that gives wisdom and power. I want us to praise God because he's the God that changes times and seasons. I want us to praise God because he's the God that disposes kings and raises them up. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. And I want us to thank God because we're seeing this script even be fulfilled in the midst of us. Our God and our King, we want to thank you. We want to thank you for you are the God of all wisdom. You are the God of all grace. You are the God of all power. You are the God that reveals even hidden things. The Bible says silky things belongs to you and you make them known unto us. Father, we worship you, O God, for opening up the eyes of our heart. Thank you for the power of wisdom. Thank you, Lord, for the power of insight. Thank you for your mighty outstretched hand. Father, you daily call to rest upon us. Thank you, Father, because from beginning of this year. You say this is the year of the saints. And we see the manifestation of this in this year. We've been seeing you are the God that changed the times and the seasons. You have been revealing to us times and seasons of what's going to happen in the shift in government, in the shift in the financial market. It is only you God. And even as Daniel declared that you are the God that reveals mysteries. You are the God that reveals insight. You are the God that reveals hidden things. Christ the tabernacle worships you in this 11th month. There the truth, oh God. You have been revealing things to us. You have been managing our times and our seasons. You have been telling us before things happen. Father, you have prepared us. You have directed us in terms of, of when there was going to be a crisis. Father, in the finances. Father, you are the God that directed. Father, you are the God that gave us wisdom and insight. When there was going to be a change in the political position. All because you are the God that reveals mysteries. Because you are the God that even shows us things that we do not know. Because you are the all-knowing God. And because you want us to find fulfillment in you. And that's why tonight, Father, that is the th- second day in the month of fulfillment, the second day of the 11th month. Christ, we comes to thank you. We want to appreciate you. We want to honor you. We want to glorify you, O oh God, because of your mighty outstretched hand that be manifested in the midst of us. Be exalted in the heavens above. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Still with a heart of praise. I'm reading from the book of Daniel chapter 4, chapter 4 from verse 2. It says, It is my pleasure to tell you about the miraculous signs and wonders that the Most High God has performed for me. How great are His signs. How mighty His wonders. His kingdom is an, an eternal kingdom. His dominion endures from generation to generation. Let's just begin to thank the Lord because indeed He 
he is our God. Thank you, Father, for the privilege of knowing you as our God and our King. Indeed, your wonders, you have done wonders, your wonders from, the, from generation to generation. Thank you for your mighty signs that you have done in our midst. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit that you have poured out upon us. Thank you, Lord, for the word that goes forth and there's a manifestation of such words in our midst. Thank you for the gift of prophecy that you have poured out upon us in this season in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the authority that you have placed upon our lips. Thank you, Lord, for the healing that is made manifest in our midst. Thank you for the testimonies of your wonderful acts in our midst. Yes, Lord, it is a privilege to be called children of the Most High God. Thank you, Lord, for your wonders. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings that you poured out upon us. Thank you, Lord, because you're with us in our going out and our coming in. Thank you, Lord, for journey mercies for our brethren that have traveled far and near. Thank you, Lord, for all the crusades that have taken place throughout this year. Thank you for the testimonies that, are t- that we have heard. Thank you for the testimonies in the lives of every member of Christ with Tabernacle. Thank you, Lord, because you have been faithful. Yes, Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your wonders that you have done in our midst. Yes, Lord, the wonders. The wonders of healing. The wonders of distinction. The wonders of promotion. Lord, the wonders of sound health. The wonders of salvation. Yes, Lord, the souls that have come into your home. Lord, into your household, into your faith. Father God, we just say thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, because you, we are established in your kingdom. Thank you, Lord, because our children are established in your kingdom. Thank you, Lord, because your word shall not depart from our lips. Lord, we give you glory. We give you praise. We give you adoration. Thank you, Lord, for the manifestation, for the move of your mighty hand in our midst in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, because you stretched out your hand and you healed us. Thank you, Lord, because you took infirmities far from us. Thank you, Lord, for the, how you have shown your signs and wonders in our midst in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, because your word is forever fulfilled in our midst. We give you all the glory and all the praise. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Praise God. Our Father spoke to us yesterday. He gave us three things. Prophetic. He know, ability to cast out demons. And he taught him to cure all diseases. By the word of God, he said anytime any, anyone they brought to Jesus, he said he will speak the word. And when he speak the word, he said all that they brought to him, they were all healed. I want us to praise tonight. Psalm 45 verse 1 says, My heart is here by a noble tense. As I resign my verse for the king, my tongue is a pen of a skillful writer. You are the most excellent of men, and your leaves have been anointed with grace, since God has blessed you forever. I want you to leave off your voice. I begin to add, Father, anoint my lips with the authority of your word. Let me carry the mantle of your presence. Begin to ask the Lord. From the bottom of your heart, ask the Lord. It is the word that makes it different. When the word of God is set upon your heart and it comes to you, when you spoke, something will shift. 
when you decree, you will be established. Ask the Lord tonight, Father, you have spoken to me yesterday. I have heard what you said, Lord. Now I have come before you tonight. Father, let your word come to me. Let it reside upon my lips. Ask the Lord. He said, I have put my word in your mouth, and I have covered it with the shadow of my, my hand. He said, I say, I, I who set the heavenly place, who, who laid the foundation of the earth, who said to Zion of my people. Ask the Lord, Father, let your word come to me tonight. I have come before you, Lord. This is the beginning of a new month. It's a month of fulfillment. Father, let the word come upon my lips. That when I begin to speak your word, something will shift. Transformation will take place. The blind will see. The dead will be raised up, O God. Life will be transformed by the word of my lips. Father, give me the tongue of fire. Has God to give you a tongue of fire? In the mighty name of Jesus. He said, my word comes from an upright heart. My lips sincerely speak what I know. Ask Lord, let your word come to me tonight. Feel me afresh, O Lord, Father. I know nothing, but I come before you tonight. Ask the Lord, Father, in the name of Jesus. My God and my King, we ask, O Lord, the King of heaven. To you who was and is to come. To you all the fullness and grace abound. Angel of days, we pray thee, we pray thee, we pray thee. Father, let your word come to us tonight. Father, we are come before you. Say the grab waver and the flower fall, but the word of God endures forever. Father, the word of God cannot be tent, it cannot be corrupted. It's an holy word of God. Ask God to let it rest upon your lips tonight. Father, fill me with your glory and your fire. In the mighty name of Jesus. My God and my King, we pray thee. Angel of days, we ask in the name of Jesus. Father, let the word be heard in my spirit. Let the word take control of my heart. He say, What eyes have not seen, what have I not heard? What can I prepare for? those who love him. Father, that are great that you have prepared for us in this month. Let it come to me, Lord. As well, let it come to me, Lord. Father, I commit myself into your hand. In the mighty name of Jesus, fill me with your glory and power. Let me walk in your power. Jesus said the glory that I gave unto me. He said, I've not taken back to heaven. He said, I've given unto you. So he said, let, give me, let me wear the garment of your glory. Father, pray to you as the Lord. Let me wear the garment of your glory. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you, Lord. We exalt you, Lord. The King of heaven, we exalt to. In the mighty name of Jesus, he said the voice of God is glorious and powerful. Father, let your glory come upon me. Come with the garment of your wonder. Let me walk in the power of your wonder. In the mighty name of Jesus, my God and my King, we thank you. We give all the praise. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. In the parable of Sua, Mark chapter 4, verse 3, he said, Listen, the farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seeds, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no roots. You see, others fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants so that they did not bear green. Still, others fell on good soil. It came up, grew, and produced a crop. Some multiplying 30, some 60, some a hundred times. Then Jesus said, whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. I want us to pray that we will be that good soil this day. That as the word of God is coming, let us pray that our hearts will be prepared for that word. 
Let us come against everything that may want to hinder us from receiving that word, that word of prophecy, that word of revelation, that showered from his throne. Let us ask that the Lord will cleanse our hearts, will prepare every heart today to receive his word in Jesus' name. Lord, we ask, O Lord, prepare our hearts, O God, Father. Prepare our hearts, O God, to receive your engrafted word of God. Lord, take away, God, Father, every thorns, Father, every cares of this life, O God, every form of distraction, O God, anything that we want to hinder us, O God. Remove it, O God. Lord, I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over every heart, O God. Your blood, your blood has sanctifies, O God. My God, your blood has cleanses, O God. Let that blood cleanse us, O God. Let that blood prepare our hearts today, Father, to receive your engrafted word, O God. Take away every form of hindrance, O God. Every stony place, O God. Every resistance to the word of God, O God. Lord, every fixed mindset, O God. Remove it, O God. Break, O God, Father. Break that ground, O God. Oh, yes, that the word can not penetrate, O God. Lord, have mercy, O God. Have mercy, O God. As your word come forth, O God, let us receive your word, O God. As the shower of prophecy, O God. My God, as we worship, O God. As we praise your God. Lord, open our hearts, O God. Open our hearts, O God. To sing with all of our hearts, O God. With all of our might, O God. With all of our strength, O God. My God, prepare us, O God. Prepare each one of us, O God. Lord, everyone, O God, that will be part of the service, O God. Prepare them Lord God. Prepare them, O God. Prepare us for service this day, God. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm sure that we are ready for the word of the Lord again today. I don't know about you, but yesterday I was stirred up in my spirit about what our Father and the Lord has started teaching among us. We are, this, we are the living epistle that God wants to use in these last days. And we are not just going to read about it, but we'll experience it. As we read in the book of um, Daniel, I believe most of us have read the scripture of today, Daniel, and also in the book of Mark, chapter 3 and 4. I know that we are challenged by all those miracles. And we are the Jesus that the world is looking at. We are the people that's going to demonstrate God's power. We have the anointing. But one thing we need to covet is the presence of God. We need to covet the love of Jesus more than ever before. Our passion for Christ must be must increase to a higher level. So I want us to pray today. The scripture that Apostle said we should be praying is the book of Isaiah chapter 4, verses 5 and 6. I want us to have that on the board, yes. Then the Lord will create over all the months, all of Mount Zion, and over those who assemble there, which we are, a cloud of smoke by day, and a glow of flaming fire by night. Over all the glory will be a canopy. It will be a shelter and shade from the heat of the day and a refuge and hiding place from the storm and rain. I want us to lift up our voice tonight and let's ask that the glory of God will tabernacle over us tonight. Let's pray that the Lord will fill us with the glory of God. When Moses entered into the tent of meeting, the Bible said the glory of God came down to seal the entrance. We are in the tent of meeting tonight. Pray that the Lord will bring a canopy of glory upon us today. That each one of us will become a carrier of his glory 
glory. That this place will be filled with the Shekinah glory of God. Let the cloud of God's glory fill this place. Anything can happen when the glory of God settles upon the temple. Anything can happen. I don't know if you come here with heaviness in your heart. You want to pray that, Lord, I will encounter the glory of God tonight. Tonight is my hour of glory. Tonight is my encounter of glory. I want to encounter the glory of God. Set your mind to attend, to encounter the glory of God tonight. Set your mind on it. You are not going home the same way you came in. You want to encounter God's glory. You want to encounter God's glory. Chains will be broken tonight. Captives will be set free tonight. Sickness will be healed tonight. There will be a transformation. Our eyes will be open tonight. We will see into the realm of the Spirit tonight. Our ears will hear the voice of God tonight. We will have angelic encounters tonight in the name of Jesus. We are not coming here naturally. The natural will give way to the supernatural in the name of Jesus. The glory of God will settle upon the house. We call you the King of glory. We will encounter your glory tonight. Father, we bless you, John. We bless you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Shall we declare the meeting open by reading the book of Psalm 24? The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, the world and all that dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas, and established it upon the waters. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord, or who shall stand in his holy place? He that has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his heart to what is false, nor swear deceitfully, he shall receive blessing from the Lord, and vindication from God his Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, O God of Jacob, Salah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, ye ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, ye ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the King of glory. Psalm 1 for 5. I will exalt you, my God the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty hearts. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They will tell of the power of your awesome works. And I will proclaim your great deeds. They will celebrate your abundant goodness. And joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All you have made will praise you, O Lord. Your saints will extol you. They will tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might, so that all men may know of your mighty acts 
and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving towards all he has made. The Lord upholds all those who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food at a proper time. You open your hands and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and loving towards all he has made. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. Amen. Oh, 
Christ, I'll be glad in you, oh God.
Worship the Lord. Father, we exalt and magnify your holy name. Lord, we magnify thee. Lord, we exalt you. Ma palare de bosti bramalegrendo sat hallelujah. He makes all things beautiful in his time. Be exalted, O God. Be exalted, O God. Be exalted, O God. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for the Holy Spirit of God. Thank God for the Holy Spirit of God who can do all things. Lord, we exalt you. Lift up your voice. Pray in a new tongue. Pray in the understanding. Pray in a new tongue, pray in your understanding. Pray in a new tongue, pray in your understanding. Me pare no non de skele di mande. Me yele krebono skarawashari ala maradi aramata. If you have never been baptized with the Holy Spirit, it's a time to plug into the Holy Spirit. Me pare le de mononde. Shakale na moshka para grande baradi. If I pray in a tongue and know my spirit prays, me pandele le 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 skele baron the same. What should I do? I will pray the tongue unknown, and I will pray with my spirit. And I will pray with my mind. Father, we exalt you. We magnify thee. Lord, we exalt you. Lord, we exalt you. Then the Lord will create over all Mount Zion and over those who assemble therein 
a cloud of smoke by day, a glowing fire by night, over all the glories of the canopy. The Lord will create over Christ the tabernacle, and all who dwell therein, who assemble therein, a cloud of, of, of smoke by day, a glowing fire, a glowing flaming fire, a glowing flaming fire, a glowing flaming fire, a glowing flaming fire by night, a glowing flaming fire, a real barrier, a career, me para de doria, de requerer de bondos, kiri para de. Over them, glory shall be canopy, glory shall be canopy, glory shall be canopy. It will be a shelter in the shade, me shatter a maronde from the heat of the day and the refuge. Hiding place from the summer rain. Oh Lord, we exalt you. Oh Lord, we magnify thee. Blessed be your holy name, O King of Heaven. We worship you, O God and King. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. Thank you for the spirit of insight and the power of sight. Oh Lord, we exalt you. Thank you, God, the Holy Spirit. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' holy name we pray. seed of prayer I take my scripture from the book of Isaiah chapter 61 it reads the, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor he has sent me to bind up the broken hearted to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness the prisoners to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance for our God and to comfort all who mourn and to provide for those who grieve in Zion to bestow upon them a crown of beauty instead of ashes oil of gladness instead of mourning a garment of praise instead of the spirit of despair you Christ-like tabernacle you will be called the oak of righteousness a planting for the Lord a planting of the Lord, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. You will rebuild ancient ruins and restore places long devastated. They will renew their ruined city. They have been devastated for generations. Aliens will shepherd your flock. Foreigners will walk your fields and vineyard. You will be called priests of the Lord. You will be called priests of the Lord. You will be ministers for nations for God. You will feed on wealth of nations. Christ's tabernacle, you will fill on wealth of nations. In riches, you will be boast. Instead of shame, people will receive double portion. Double portion, double portion, double portion, double portion. 
nation. Instead of disgrace, you will rejoice in their inheritance, inheritance, inheritance. You will inherit double portion in the land, in Great Britain, in every nation your future shall stand upon in the mighty name of Jesus. And everlasting joy will be for you. Christ Christ's tabernacle, we thank you, we bless you. Lift up your voices and begin to declare that Lord, anoint me with power to preach good news. Lift up your voices. Lord, we anoint us, O oh God, with your power. Lord, we climb to you today, O oh God. Anoint us with your power. Anoint us with your power. Anoint us with your power. Begin to ask the Lord, fill me with your power. Fill me with your power. Let your word fill me the messages of heaven. Let your word fill my tongue, O oh God. In this season, O oh God, anoint my tongue afresh. Anoint my tongue afresh. Begin to ask the Lord, let the authority of your word, let it rest upon my lips, O oh God. Let it rest upon my lips, O oh God. As I preach, O oh God, whenever I stand, O oh God, let your presence stand with me. Let your glory stand with me. Let your presence exceed me. Holy Spirit, we pray, O oh God. Anoint us, 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 O oh God. So preach your word, O oh God. Let word, let words, words of heaven, messages of heaven begin to ask the Lord. Let it be revealed. Let it be revealed. Let it be revealed. Open my heart. Open my mind, O oh God. To receive, to receive, to receive insight, insight, direction, revelation from you. In this season, my God, begin to ask the Lord. Anoint me afresh. Anoint me afresh. Anoint me afresh to preach your word. To preach your word. To preach your word. To preach your word. Those who are broken hearted, O oh God, anoint me afresh. Anoint me afresh. Begin to ask the Lord. Let your fire, let your fire purify me. Let your fire purify me. Let your fire purify me. Anoint me, anoint me with your spirit, with your power, with your power, with your unction. Begin to ask the Lord. Let your unction rest upon me. Let your unction rest upon me. Begin to ask the Lord. Fill me the eyes, eyes of fire, eyes of fire, eyes of fire. Finger of God. I want to see. I want to know. The heaven seeker here in the helicopter. Begin to ask the Lord. Reveal me to God that those that need your word. Reveal me, O oh God, to those that need your word. Open my heart. Open my heart. Open my spirit to the name of revelation. Lift up your voices and begin to pray. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, born within me. Born within me. Born within me. Born within me. Give me revelation of my future, of my destiny for this coming year, O oh God. Lord, I be my sicker. Reveal me, my God. Reveal me, my God, in your glory, in your power, in your honor, oh God, wherever I stand, oh God, let your glory, let your fire surround me, let your fire burn in my home, let your fire burn in my family, let your fire burn in my church, oh my sika hinde lekesia, kalima sundoro mokundo lekesia, elime sundoro kasinda harakasia, in Jesus mighty name we are prayed. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 3, verse 4. He said, Then Jesus asked, Which is lawful on the Sabbath, to do good or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But he remained silent. He looked around at them in anger and deeply distressed at their stubborn hearts, said to the man, Stretch out your hand. He stretched it out, and his hand was completely restored. Then the Pharisees went out and began to plot with the Herodians how they might kill Jesus. Jesus Christ told the man, Stretch out your hand. And the scriptures say, He stretched it out. And what happened? It was restored. I want us to, for, to pray for all of those that are sick in our midst, every form of sickness, that we will reach out with faith. 
The man acted upon the word of God. Christ said, stretch out your hand and it was obedience. Let us pray against every form of sickness. Let us ask that we have the spirit of obedience. As we are the word of God this day, we will obedient to that word. That the word of God was sent. He sent forth his word and healed them. Lord, heal God. In our midst, oh God, Father, every form of sickness, every disease, oh God, reach out and touch in the name of Jesus. You are the Lord that healeth, oh God. Heal our hearts, oh God, Father. Heal our infirmities, oh God. Yes, Lord. The weakness in our body, oh God. The hidden sickness, oh God. Hidden infirmities, oh God. Reach out, oh God. Lord, we reach out, oh God. We stretch out our hearts, oh God. We stretch our hearts, oh God. We open our hearts, oh God. Heal us this day, God. Heal us this day. Balm of Gilead, oh God. Heal every form of sickness, oh God. Cure us, oh God. Cure us, oh God. Of every infirmity, oh God. Every sickness, oh God. For you are the Lord that healeth thee, oh God. Oh my God. Reach out, oh God. Reach out and search, oh God. Heal, oh God. Deliver us this day, oh God. Cure our sickness, oh God. Cure our disease, oh God. By your stripes, oh God. We will heal, oh God. Every form of sickness in this auditorium is cured, oh God. You are healed in the name of Jesus. My God. Every form of arthritis is healed in the name of Jesus. Every pain, oh God. Lord, you are healed in Jesus' name. My God, have mercy, oh God. Have mercy. Heal us, oh God, of every form of infirmity. The Lord, he let them. Ah, yes. It is the balm of Gilead. The Lord, he let them. By stripes, you are healed. By stripes, you are healed. By stripes, you are healed. For he is the one that he let you, oh God. Yes. Make us all, oh God. Make us all, oh God. Body, soul, and spirit, oh God. Yes, God. We thank you, Lord, for your healer, Lord, for in Jesus' name. We establish your healing, O God, amongst your people. We lift up every yoke of diseases and let your word go forward, O God, just as you spoke to us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Now, quickly turn with me to the book of Mark, chapter number 3. We're going to read from 11 to 14. Mark 11. You know, God through our Father in the Lord gave us His heart desire yesterday. I don't know, like Pastor Debbie said, my heart, I had to run to work, but my heart was burning. Because God spoke through the servant of God. But you watch this. Mark chapter 3, verse number 11. Whenever the impure spirit saw him, referring to Jesus, they fell down before him and cried out, You are the Son of God. But he gave them strict orders not to tell others about him. That is the man in charge. Now number 13 and 14. Jesus went up to the mountainside and called to himself those he wanted and they came to him this is the reason for which he called you and i he appointed 12 that they might be with him and that he would send them out to preach to have authority to drive out demons are you with me so the reason why god called you from wherever he called you that you will be with him 
and pick up the nature of Christ and be an extension of him. And our Father and the Lord told us that the heart of God for us is to be prophetic. Cast out all devils and heal all manner of diseases. Now you want to pray tonight that God, I will not settle for less. It is not for the bishops, it is, for, it is not for the prophet, it is for all of us who believe. I want you to lift up your right hand and say, Father, according to your word, in Mark chapter 3, verse number 11 to 14, Bible says, when impure spirit saw you, they fell on their faces, they bowed to your lordship, and you selected those you wanted, that they might be with you, and you will send them forth with authority and power to be an extension of you. You have chosen me to represent you in our day and in our generation. Oh God, I refuse to settle for less. I am the representative of Christ, carrying out the power, the authority. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, manifest yourself through me. Can you lift up your voice? Are you praying tonight to God that you said we cannot settle for less? We are prophetic company. We are people with authority. Oh God, we have the power to cast out devils and to heal every manner of disease. Tonight, in the name of Jesus, oh God, your heart desire for calling the disciples and the apostles, oh God, that they might be with you, oh God. We have walked with you. We have been taught. We have come to the mount of the Lord. Oh God, tonight, rend the heavens and come down, oh God. Ikada Isuzimataka. Activation of the prophetic oracles. Let the prophetic grace of God that reside inside of our belly, oh God. Ikada Ikodi Ikada Adaha. Hatalin Taliwa Ankaliwa Hadaha. Aba Iman Jesus, oh God, we rise up in the authority, oh God, the authority you have given to us, oh God, in the name of Jesus, you said, we will cast out devils, oh God, we will lay hands, oh God, Can be made. 
to you, O God. The mysteries concerning the city, the nation, your family can be made known to you, O In Kaliwa Suntaliwa, Himama Kade Kadantali Ibranda. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, one more time, by your spirit, O God, you took ordinary men, ordinary women, O God, the apostles, and they stayed with you. And men took notice that they have been with you, O God. The evidence of the fact that we have been with you is in us seen in the power of the spirit, O God, and in the declaration of the miracles and the mysteries, O God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Let's take our seats in the heavenly places. Quiet me, take your seats, please. On the premise of that prayer, I will take off tonight. Hey, listen to me. God is here. <laughs> Anywhere that a tent is pitched and is called Christ's faith tabernacle, anywhere in the globe, the one who appeared to me is always there. His name is Jesus. I testify to him that is faithful and true, to him alone who owns the glory and the honor and the praise, the one who fulfills his promises, the one who just blesses us at his own will. He is present in Christ's faith tabernacle global. If anybody is looking for God and you can't find him, just look for a place called Christ's faith tabernacle international churches. You will find him there. Because when Jesus appeared to me in 1984, February, everyone that God brings to Christ's faith tabernacle was in the loin. And this is how the Spirit of God operates. And anywhere that CFT pitched their tent, the one who sent me is always there. The covenant is with anybody who carries the flag to run under the umbrella of that name. For I did not receive that name by jig puzzle, but I had the name directly from the one who made the heavens and the earth. And I say also you also that the unction upon me, which you have uh, enjoyed, every one of you, in one way or the other, at which you have experienced and encountered, is with everybody. And it's for you, if you can have the same mindset that I have. And it's about the mindset that we are talking in, in this meeting. A good number of people who go to church, Christians who go to church, they do not have manifestation in their parish as to testify, as to be able to encourage them. But I tell you, every parish of Christ with Tabernacle encountered the manifestation of God. I received monthly report from them, testimonies, mad people healed in some churches. We have seen lame walk, we have seen blind see, we have seen various miracles. So that it is not just the preaching of the word, but the testimony that comes from the preaching, the manifestation of the testimony that comes from the preaching. You know, tonight, those who just led you prayers now, which I, I was in at the time they were leading you, have spoken it all. But I wrap up all their prayer requests in just one word. I wrap up their prayer requests in just one word. Jesus Christ was speaking about the kingdom of God. And that is what was going on in my mind 
And if you look at the book of Matthew, chapter 11, verse 11, I want us to read this together, please. Shall we go? That is mind-blowing to me. I want to think about this. You know, Jesus, anything he says, that's the truth. That is the truth. Anything Jesus says is the truth. There is something I want you to follow me. Because I'm so happy for each one of you. Those of you in Christ with Tabernacle, you know I'm happy for you. You crave to be like Jesus. That's the only thing you can do to impress me. That we all have made up our mind that if nobody on earth manifests Jesus Christ, we will set our mind, even our children, they have that craving to become like Jesus Christ. And as we crave for that, and we follow that teaching, and the things I instruct you with heart, your heart, it is impossible for you not to experience. It's just not possible. The Bible validates it. I have an attitude from when I was very young, from by the age of nine. My attitude is that whatever Jesus was, that I know in the Bible that is what those who believe in him will become so in the Sunday school they teach us a song where they say I want to be like Jesus in his, in his humility nobody had any curse from his mouth so and it has so many other verses if you want to be like Jesus in behavior if you can become like Jesus in behavior assimilating the behavior of Jesus you will enter into the power correspondent I would get that. So as you have, you can write the behaviors of Jesus down like this. And you can write, let me say from down up. Then you can write manifestation of power from down up. So the, up, the, 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 the level of the mind of Christ you can operate. Determines the level of the power you can operate. That's how it is. I have many scriptures to, to validate that, but I'll show you that later on after looking at this very scripture and so the battle between you and the devil is against your mind that's all satan doesn't care about another thing it is the mind of man that the devil aim to to attack that's why it attacks every good thing come from the mind every bad thing come from the mind you understand me I was, I was deliberating with the Holy Spirit today. You remember I told you that you must pray within 12 and 3 yesterday. I wouldn't ask how many people did it, but I'm just saying to you that if you did it, you will have had some encounters. Now, and you will continue on this until we finish this prayer. The issue is this. You know, I was conversing with the Holy Spirit earlier today about, um, you know, the capacity of believers and operations and stuff like that. And what I was made to understand or, you know, reaffirm is this. You see, God does not discriminate against age. He does not. If an old person turns to the Lord, 
the Lord turns to him. Because, I mean, if you look at the age of God to your age, it's, you know, it's astronomical. So, because God is such, the way you turn to God, regardless of your age, is the way he turns to you. Look at people, boy, uh, the story of uh, Samuel, at the age of 13, he turned to God. And God turned to him. Why the old man, the priest, could not hear the voice of God. And yet God is speaking. And the priest did not hear it. Like there are many people too who are so many years in Christ these days, they don't hear the voice. And so somebody just got born again two, two days, three days, four days, could hear. Uh, because God does not work by what you think is you are old or you are not old. Nobody is old before Jesus. When it comes to tabulating your age with his age, you know. However... The Lord made me understand that is the mindset. That's why Jesus said, unless you become like a child, you cannot encounter the, the kingdom of God. You know, and the major thing that the devil is attacking in human beings is our mind. And if the devil cannot attack your mind in a realm, he will not be able to stop you in the participation of that realm. And the Holy Spirit was telling me that on the last Sunday of this month, I should teach you on something which, you know, is quite interesting. And these are the principles of life, to live a happy life and a successful life. The Holy Spirit taught me. And on the, on the last day of the month, I will teach you that. It's so interesting. It cuts across everything, every aspect of human life. When I will discuss that with you, you will be very marvelous. But tonight, let's just see this. Jesus said something interesting. And what did he say? Verily, verily, I say unto you. Or I tell you the truth. Whenever you see in the Bible when Jesus says verily, verily, it's a word of oath that is swearing by his name. Because when you go to the court, the court will say to you, what do you believe in? Anything you believe in, if it's, if it's uh, Christian, they give you Bible. If it's Muslim, they give you Quran. If it's, if it's uh, you know, uh, you don't believe anything, they give you something that anything you don't believe. Whatever the case may be. You have to swear. Why do you swear? You swear to say that what we say is the truth and nothing but the truth. Anytime that you hear Jesus say, very, very, I say unto you, he is swearing. Why do you swear? Because you want people to know that anything you say, investigate it anyhow or wherever, you will not find it faulty. Ask, ask me a thousand years, I will say the same thing. And when Jesus says that, it's because he has seen the stubbornness of the heart of men and the naivety of others who follow him. Stubbornness of the heart of people who don't believe in him, but the naivety, being naive, of the people who do believe in him. How people who believe in him take him so simple and unserious and stuff like that. They want blessing. They don't want to compromise, comply with the instructions and stuff like that. So Jesus says very, very nicely unto you, I tell you, I tell you this is the truth. And whenever he says that, any statement that comes out of his mouth, I will say to it, I will call that statement in law is a dictum. A dictum is a reference point of truth upon which every, every case will be referenced. You know? So when Jesus says, very, very, I say unto you, what comes out of him? You go and check the Bible, what I'm telling you. I want to search the Bible. Don't just accept what I say. Go use just ordinary mind of human to look at the scriptures and understand it. There are some things that you prayed just today that will challenge you, but I want to zero in into Daniel. So, what is the dictum here now? Jesus says, 
Among those, those born of women, there has not risen any greater than John the Baptist. Yet, he that is least in the kingdom is greater than he. the King James Version to you. Say, verily, verily, I say unto you, or verily, I say unto you. The King James Version, when I was a young man, says, verily, verily. They've changed all the Bible over the period, changing the, the words, you know, to the extent that if you don't know words, some of the translations that you are carrying about will give you a wrong understanding. And once your understanding is wrong, anything you base your belief on will be based on what is not correct. That's the reason why I don't deviate from three, three books. NIV, King James, and Revised Standard. So if you use any other one, make sure you go and read King James to have a true understanding. It says, very, very, I say unto you, among them that are born of women, there had not risen a greater than John. And it says, John the Baptist, notwithstanding, he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. The other translation says, among men born by women, none is greater than John the Baptist. But the least in the kingdom is greater than he. But if you look at the, just understand the concept. Jesus said, everyone born from Genesis, Adam, to Noah, to Enoch, who went to heaven in the bodily form, to Noah, to, of course, Abraham, and the patriarchs, and then to Elijah, to Elisha. Can you remember those people as I mentioned their name? Elijah called far from heaven in the broad daylight. Elisha, who defied everything, the one who put an end to the recession of a nation by a word, and it happened in 24 hours. Like as we have a recession in England now, and somebody came up and told the Prime Minister that by this time tomorrow there will be abundance in England. Pound sterling will go to two pounds to a dollar. And then it says that your, your interest rate will crash to 0.25. You know, those are things that are not possible by economic principles. Our inflation will go back to one or zero. And by 12 noon, as he said it, it happened. Because see, when you read about these stories, you need, to, you need to contextualize them. Because it's just the same thing. It's just the same thing. And a man who spoke like that, it happened to a whole nation. He didn't pray. He just spoke. To Moses, with all the miracles that Moses performed... To Isaiah, who saw the most about Jesus, the only Old Testament prophet, who saw the most about the Messiah coming. To Daniel, 
with all his going to lions den and nothing could happen to him, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego thrown in fire, physical burning fire, and the flame of fire did not hurt them. All these guys that are, that are wonderful. If you read the book of Hebrews chapter 11, it will tell you about many, many more, like women and men who were sawed into two, you know, and stuff like that. You know, all of them, they raised the dead, they, they, they spoke and, you know, lepers were cleansed, and they did all those miracles. And yet, Jesus said, put all of them together to Malachi, prophet Malachi, which is the last in our record. None is as high as John the Baptist. So, in John the Baptist is everything that all of them did. He could do all those things and do beyond. Because Jesus said he's the greatest. You will count the greatest person by the acts or the actions that they do. But the action of John the Baptist, even Isaiah spoke about it. The most blessed among all the prophets. The one who came to prepare the way for the king. You read it today. A stone will fall. Or yesterday in chapter 2 of Daniel. When, when Daniel interpreted the, the dream of the, of the king. He said a stone was caught and he hit the, the image on the foot. And he broke it to pieces. And said that stone his, it will be established. His kingdom shall be eternal. He was talking about Jesus. With all those people, they are less than John the Baptist. You know, we, don't, we seldom talk about John the Baptist in the church. But he's the highest. Jesus said. Put all together. And Jesus said, you who is born again, you are higher. Can you imagine this? When Jesus said that, he meant, very simple, the capacity you have, they did not have it. You know what is the difference that makes you higher? Those people, Holy Spirit did not live in them. Holy Spirit did not live in those people. God never lived in man. He never lived in man. He made man. He breathed his breath to man. And all of them were just using the breath of God. But when it came to salvation, when Jesus paid with his blood, God became man and God died. You know, that was a question when I was having a question time with you. I'm still going to do exegesis on that. I'm doing a personal studies now on genetic engineering because of that question. Because the question was, was trying to compare immaculate conception with, with um, cel, uh, 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 surrogacy. First of all, it is very, very anti-God. That question is a spite on God. The divine one cannot be compared with any humanity or any function of human. So I decided that I'm going to set an interview, and I've started it, I've contacted NHS and some other people. Doctors who, their major is, you know, surrogacy. And pieces all the biology of that. To help you understand that, you cannot compare divine, immaculate conception. Mary was not a surrogate mother. It demeans the divine one to say a thing like that. Or to ever even imagine it. It's not of God. That thought is came from the pit of hell. But I'm going to, because I have gone back to bring my, my case studies, you know, when I was in my LLM. Because I did quite a lot of case studies on that, you know. On, uh, you know, <laughs> planting uh, somebody's spermatozoa into another person's egg 
And I told you that day that I, I did my grades, I did the Lord in there. I really got distinction in that, in that very studies. And the issue is the owner, the definition of ownership in law. And I will, I will help you understand the details. You see, but for God, God came into a body of a man, of a woman. That's the reason why that baby born was traced to human and to God. Go and read your Luke chapter 4 and Matthew 4. When he saw a person is a surrogate mother, the baby would not be traced to that mother. That is what surrogacy is. She was like an incubator for somebody else. But when Jesus was born by Mary, they traced him through the genealogy of Mary to Adam. And then through the genealogy of Joseph to God. Do you understand me? When we, when we look into matters of the Bible, we should use plain understanding and intellectual knowledge. But however, what I'm saying to you is this. For you to earn that position, God became man. God will have just fallen from heaven and start working. Jesus will have done that. He has the power to do that. He will have just appear. Just like, um, you know, a seed and just become a tree and then the tree becomes a human being. He can do anything. But he chose by his eternal order and eternal thinking, eternal intelligence quotients, to do a miracle of a virgin conceiving without the touch of a man and giving birth. Neither can you compare that with forced delivery because they have no basis in law. Or, you know, when you open the womb of a baby, and uh, of a woman, and bring out a baby, you cannot compare it with a woman who is a, a virgin, and she conceived as a virgin, and the baby came out, you know, like any other baby. They are not comparable because they are, their contexts are not comparable. You know, many of you go and read law. And don't you think I'm going to quit in law? When I finish the PhD I'm doing, I'm, I'm getting into... I will go and look for another page in another aspect of law. My duty is to read, read, read till I drop dead. And I will not die before 90. I will go into my 90s. Don't worry about that. If Jesus starts, I will, I will be there for you. Until you are, you, are, you are giving me fish to eat. And I can't crack bones anymore. And I will see your children's children's children. And if anywhere you go, when the devil hears that you are from Apostle Williams, he will tell everybody, pack your load. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So let me tell you this, therefore. The price paid for you to be greater than John the Baptist is high. That's the first thing I want to settle with you. It is not something that could be fathomed by any intellectual person on earth. Neither is it something that you can think about and understand. So if no one can understand it, it means it's a mystery. No wonder Jesus said, you are greater than John the Baptist. Let me help you with another scripture just to back up the claim. Look at the book of John chapter 1. Those of you who are, you know, learned fellow, I want to follow what I'm saying with all the principles of law, you know. In John chapter 1, in verse 14. 
It says the word became flesh. And what? Made his dwelling among us. Or dwell among us. And he says, We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. But let's, let's look at other evidence concerning word became flesh. Which word? Go to verse 1. Verse 1 began to explain the word that became flesh. And then we look at how it became flesh. It says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. And the word was God, capital letter, God. And then it says in verse 2, he was with God in the beginning. For us not to have a dispute about the divinity of that word. He expressed the function of the word in the next verse. And what did he say? Shall we read together? Verse 3. Verse 3. Through him. Uh-huh. Okay. So, we are trying to explain whether there is evidence in the Bible to prove the statement that the word became flesh who is the word by the way what was the function of the word by the way and this scripture tells me that through this word all things were made without him or apart from him nothing was made that was made but let's go back to verse 2 which says he was with God in the beginning let's go to verse 1 which says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So if you look at this, the claim of John that the Word was God, and then to help you understand that it is the same God, he said he was the one who made all things. Apart from him was nothing made. Go to Genesis chapter 1. I have this in my book coming out on God's jurisprudence. I've been doing studies on this for two years. Let's see. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 says in the beginning. There is something that is common between all the scriptures I've read. It is what? The beginning. Alright? It says in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. But then in John it says by him all things were created. So who is that word? God. God. Are you simply clear? Hey, listen to me. Are you simply clear? I'm not speaking logic here. I'm trying to help you understand how the Bible reasons. And that's how you reason the court of law. So we are all lawyers now. So let's carry on. <laughs> let's carry on. We want to prove two things. The first thing we want to prove or establish is that the word is God. Okay? And then want to establish how did the word become flesh? So far, I have proved to you that the word is God. Because it says, through him all things were made. No, 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 no. Things were made. Without him was nothing made that was that had been made. 
Then go to Genesis 1, chapter 2, chapter, uh, verse 2 rather. Yes, don't worry, it's computer. Genesis 1, verse 2. Now, the earth was... For, no, 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 no. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. We'll come to this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So we recognize that the God that John said, that he created, he created all things, is the same God here, which created the heavens and the earth. Now let's look at the record of Genesis further, to see how he created heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty, darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Then the next verse says, And God said, let there be light. That is a word spoken out of God. And what happened? And there was light. Now go back to that John. So if John 1, 3 says, Through him all things were made. Without him was nothing made that was made, that had been made. Then we understand that the word was the God who made all things. And that's the God in Genesis. Do you believe that? Yes, sir. Now let me establish the principle of how the world became flesh. Go to verse 14. The world became flesh. That is the word of verse 1. And made his dwelling among us. So where you see the word, you can say God became flesh. Correct? Come on now. Correct? You want to pray today. It's in a different flow. The, the concern of today that Jesus said, among all people that have been created, none of them is as high as John the Baptist. But you are higher. Your prayer must change from tonight. The world became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We beheld, we have seen his glory, the glory of the only one who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Who is that? Say it loud. I can't hear you. Say it one more time. If you believe it, shout it. Whenever you shout that name, hell trembles. I have no fear to enter anywhere if I can shout the name of Jesus. When you release that name out of your mouth, there is a freeze in the heavens. You need to understand. That is the name we took into the forest of Satan in Africa. And the devil took on his heels. All the demons they have worshipped there for 500 years took on their heels. The name we took into Casadega in America. And that was the end of satanic shrine in America. The name we took into India. And Sai Baba was finished. When I mentioned this in Casuba two weeks ago, a woman was, a, 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 the spirit of Sai Baba threw a woman up in my meeting. She ran to me and said that, I, 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 I have Sai Baba, I, I, I worship Sai Baba. I said, yes, but God had delivered you. He said, please check me whether I'm clean. I said, you are clean in the name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> and gone. That Sai Baba in, in India is so terrible that people believe he lives inside them and he speaks to them, really. That is the place whereby I took a, 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 a pendant that Sai Baba gave his followers. I burnt it. It didn't burn. 
leather. Fire didn't burn it. When the fire burned, we put wood on it. We put so many things on it to burn it. And they all burned to ashes. But the, the leather became brand new. And I said, Lord, how do we deal with this? He said, he made fire come out of him and it consumed him. Ezekiel 28. So I took a blade, cut the leather with my hand. When I was holding it, the people were saying, ah, hey, ah. I said, shut up. Standing is greater than Sai Baba. Give me matches. I put matches. The moment I, the matches touch the black stuff inside, it can go boom. Both the stuff in it and the leather burn to ashes. It is that name that did it. Who is that? Jesus. When you call Jesus, call him forcefully. Jesus said from the time of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God is forcefully advancing and it takes somebody who is forceful to take it by what? Take it by what? Say force. Force. Uh-huh. We are soldiers of the Lord. We fear nothing. Because you must understand this for all fears to abate. That man Jesus became flesh. He dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. And he's full of grace and truth. So a Christian who cursed somebody else, ask him who lives in him. Who lives in you? Because Jesus cannot curse anybody. He cannot give you what he does not have. When he came to this world, he left judgment for the Father. And he only brought grace and what? I met ministers and said that my pastor cursed me. He cursed himself. I said, because the pastor cursed you, so your head is off your neck. <laughs> oh, my grandmother cursed me. Ahead. As long as you are sure you are born again, born of God, it does not matter who curses you. If all the witches in England gather to curse you, it can't work. I think this book about my, uh, my, you know, the, 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 uh, there's a book on um, the, you see, the, the life of apostles, they call it. But it reveals all my encounters, the cruises have gone, places have gone, and all stuff like that. Those, yeah, the call of apostles. If you read that book, you will know. If you haven't read the Bible, you read that book. You will know that anybody is born again, there's nothing that can kill you. Nothing. I look for death. We are dead leaves and abode, and yet they couldn't kill. They couldn't kill. Do you know why? It says here, this man has grace and glory. Then the next verse says, how the world became flesh. John testifies concerning him. He cries out, saying, no, I think I need to go to verse 12. That's verse 12. Yes. So, what we are proving about is that this God became flesh. He dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. And we recognize that is Jesus Christ. So, now, why should Jesus then say that you who are in him are higher than John the Baptist? Because your birth, the way you and I are born into the kingdom, it is because of that way we were born to the kingdom. It's just the way that the Father 
laid the trail. It says, Yet to all who received Jesus, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right or power to become children of God. Okay? So when the word became flesh and he came on, he came to the earth, he was called son. He's the same God. So that he can bear other sons who will be gods on earth. That's why the book of Psalms says, don't you know ye are gods? You are sons of the living God. Now if you look at the scripture therefore, it tells us the reason why <clears throat> our birth is undisputable. Our position as higher than any man who ever lived is undisputable. He says here, he gave us the right to become children of God. Then he went further. <clears throat> children born not of natural descent. That means <clears throat> we are not born with the gene of human. For your earthly region, the gene of your father formed you. You look, you have resemblance of your mother who conceived you. You have some behaviors of your mother who conceived you. Because you were born by her. And you have behavior of your father who conceived you. Many of us talk like either our mother or our father. Really, the way we phrase ourselves will follow the pattern of one of them. Or take from both of them a mix. And the Bible says, your birth now in the spirit did not come because of your genealogy. So which means that if they are cursed in your genealogy, the moment you are born again, it ceases. Hey, somebody get me? Yes, sir. It cannot enter the kingdom because <clears throat> Jesus, uh, the Bible says here, your birth into the kingdom has no connection with your gene. It has no connection with your gene. Look, your body may carry genetic transmitted problems because it's according to the gene. If in your forefather's gene they are diabetic, you may be attacked by diabetes. But when you are born again, and the one who lives in that body that is connected to the gene of man, the one who lives in it is now born of God. Help me, let me say this. There is nothing that is wrong in your maternal gene that this new man that now lives in that body cannot put an end to. Because he is born of God, living in the body born by man. So, who created the body born by man? God. And that God now lives in you. Do you understand me? Yes, sir. Satan doesn't want you to know this. He wants you to continue to accept what he wants for you. Yeah, my father died of cancer, so I'm at the age of 40, I now have cancer. Say no to it. Because the new one that lives in this body, he has the gene of God in him. God gene. So he says, Children not born by natural descent, nor a human decision or husband's will. 
That's the reason why when Jesus was born, the will of the man was not considered. Because he is the son of God. He has to be born as his brothers. Not of husband's will, but born of God. Are we together now? Look at what he says here. Children born, no, 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 go back there, please. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or husbands, but born of God. So then, if you are born of God, then God is the Father. And you are His children. That is established or affirmed. Let's look at the next verse. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the own of the one and only, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. So why should you be greater than John the Baptist? This is why. John the Baptist was not born of God. He was born of man. All you read in the Bible to Enoch, who went to heaven, was not born of God. He was born of man. Adam was the one who just had the privilege that God breathed his breath into him. He was clay. He was made out of clay. But when he came to you and I, God became flesh. And he was called the Son of God. To establish the precedence of sonship. He would have just come and said, he's God. Of course, he said that too. As you read further in the book of John, chapter 8, verse, from verse 32. I will together now. So, you who are born again, therefore, if when Jesus said that you are greater than John the Baptist, do you not understand? Yes, you are born of God. Amen. The spirit of the living God lives in mortal man. Somebody say, Amen. amen. Listen to me. So when you pray, decree. When you speak on earth, command. You know, because I want to just speak briefly to you. Oh, my intention is to finish this service at, at 9.30. But I want to lead in prayer. I think it's okay. I will continue with you with Daniel tomorrow. There are some things I saw in Daniel. So, let me now say this to you, underlining factor. If we are greater than all in the Old Testament, then why have we not manifested the things of the Old Testament? That is what my concern is. You will manifest. You will manifest. You will manifest. You will manifest. If I know the truth. For many years, when you remove the cage, the bird will still fly within the perimeter of the cage and stop because he has been using his brain to fly one meter and stop him. Though the cage is no more there. Let me help you understand this. What the Holy Spirit is doing through me across the globe is to help you know that the cage is no more. The cage is no more. The cage is no more. If the Son therefore set you free, you are free indeed. You are free indeed. You are free. Say, I am free. If someone says it 
anointing. The one who produced the anointing is living inside you. Come on now. Just tell him to bring that anointing and he will come. If someone believes it's an anointing. But I'm telling you, it is knowledge. Let me help you do this. You know, the religious people, which we are. <laughs> our major problem, understand. We are religious, of course. It doesn't mean that we are not born again. Our act of religion is our worship and all stuff like that. Because sometimes, but sometimes, you know, the precedents you have been in this church, you have worshipped here, you have, all what you have had here and there blocks our brain that we don't want to read ourselves and find these things out. If somebody said this, this man of God said this, the anointed man of God said this, we didn't check like the brilliant Christian, did he, was he telling the truth? He may have all the charisma, did the Bible really say what he's saying? And so that when he deviates from the scripture, he says, you can't go that way, the Bible says this, the Bible says this, and go and meet the man who preached at the end of the meeting that, sir, your preaching was so interesting, but you said this, the Bible says this, don't spare them. If it is me, come and ask me. But you won't find one. Hallelujah, somebody. We don't have the Bible. We only explain the Bible. So therefore, the scripture tells you and I, the thing that hinders believers is in John chapter 8 verse 32. I suppose. There are friends, Jews. They are the friends of Christians. And he says, read from verse 31. It says, to the Jews who had believed in who? In him. Jesus said, shall we continue to read that now? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then? Uh-huh. Who do you believe? Who do you believe? Jesus said, if some of us hold to religion, oh, that man of God said this, he's a popular man, and so what? There are many popular in the church of God or not, they don't know them in the gate of heaven. They, they have not even stepped the gate of power before. They dare not speak about it. For you cannot speak about what you have not seen. And yet they, they blunder and say all manners of nonsense and, and the church run after it. Run after. Why didn't you ask them, have you been to heaven before? That you are telling us all this rubbish. Who revealed it to you by the way? He said Holy Spirit. Then he should take you there. John said, they, they, I was in the Spirit in the day of the Lord. And when he began to say it, I said, he lifted me up by the Spirit of the Lord. And then the thing he's saying is what he saw. It's not what he was told. He, he saw it and then they told him. Isn't it? Come on now. It is the truth you and I need to know. And the truth is what I've said to you. If the Son therefore make you free, you are free indeed. Stand up on your feet. And let's just celebrate the liberty that we have in Christ. The freedom in Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank for the truth that you have had. Thank God for the truth. You are free, you are free. You and Jesus, you are the same. In power, in authority, you are the same. Lord, we praise your name. Lord, we praise your name. Thank God. 
everyone born of God overcomes the world. Give God the praise and honor and glory. <clears throat> Yay, Father God. Zarita Ramaro Torebeku Babo Bombo Spiredi Maladenoi. Thank the Lord. Thank Jehovah. Thank you, Jesus. Celebrate your freedom. I want to rejoice in the freedom that Jesus bought for you. Celebrate your victory over demons, over powers of hell. Celebrate your victory. Celebrate. Satan knows your name. Celebrate the victory. You are not born. You are not born. You are not born by the decision of man. Now begin to tell the Lord, I thank you for giving me the Holy Spirit. God, the Holy Spirit, manifest yourself in me. I give you the, I give you my life. I give you everything. I give you the authority. Lord, I have no more power authority. You manifest yourself in me. In me, in me, in me, in me, in me, in me, in me. Make me like Jesus in manifestation. In casting out devils. In healing the sick. Let me manifest, oh God. hinders you. Anything that hinders me from operating Jesus. Lord, destroy. Lord, destroy. Begin to tell the Lord to destroy them. Begin to tell the Lord. Tell the Holy Ghost, send your fire into my body, into my mind, into my soul, into my heart. Everything the devil has planted, be destroyed by fire. Be consumed with fire. Yay! If the sun set free, we are free indeed. Every chain be broken. Every dogma be destroyed. Holy Ghost fire! Pass through our eyes. Pass through our body. Pass through our mind. Pass through our heart. Holy Ghost fire! Pass through our body. Pass through our heart. Pass through our mind. Holy Ghost fire! Refine our brain, oh God! fire and destroy them and consume them. You who is not praying, open your eyes and see people around you how they are praying. Pray the same way. Pray the same way. A prayer that does not move you cannot move heaven. Open your mouth before your maker. Cry to him. There are things in your life that need to be dealt with. With your mouth, declare what you want. There are things in your life that the devil is messing about your life. Tell God about it. Tell God, consume me with your fire. Consume this body. Destroy every gene that is, that is, that is fought in me. The gene of man 
in whom I live. Destroy, O God, with your fire, with the gene of God. Replace them, Lord, with the gene of Jesus. Replace my body with the gene of Jesus. Replace my body. Jesus was never sick. I should never be sick. In the name of Jesus. Satan could not overcome Jesus in the realm of his mind. Oh Lord! Oh Lord! Purify me! I have the gene of God, the Father in me. Let the gene of God swallow up the gene of my mortal men. Let it swallow up the gene of my ancestors. Disconnect me totally, Reaper Masota. Send your fire to my body, your fire to my body, your fire to my organ, your fire to my soul, your fire to my body. Every planting of Satan, in every marriage, in every family. This is the month of fulfillment. Father God. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. You know, I love this scripture that was read to you. In Mark chapter 3, verse 11, it says, Whenever the evil spirits saw Jesus, they fell down before him and cried, You are the Son of God. But Jesus gave them strict order not to tell anyone as at the time because he wants to be glorified before they will speak. Satan knows your name from the day you are born again in his book. He has changed your name to Son of God. Okay? Whoever you be, once you are born again, all of us have a file in hell. And we have file in heaven. No mortal man. Every mortal man has file in hell. Before you are conceived, when a child, woman is conceived, the devil begins to prepare how to derange that child. That's the reason why Christians must learn to pray for their seed in their womb. From the womb, talk to the seed. What that seed will become. And pray. Now listen to me, therefore. Satan, the woman you are born of God, Satan, no, because we read it yesterday, isn't it? Isaiah 4, 5, 6. The cloud of glory is over your head like this. When witches see you, they know it. When demons see it, they know it. And of course, the glowing fire is right here. When demons see you, they know it. That's why sometimes you will see if you pass through a person who is possessed, he just begin to react. He begin to react because he can see that this is one of them. I would mean, many of you are not conscious of it. Are we together? But for Jesus, he says, when the demons saw him, he screamed and said, "What?" They fell down before him and cried out, You are the Son of God. 
You know what we are what made Jesus to get to the place where demons are screaming? Mindset. And it's all I've been working over you throughout this message. Jesus recognized himself as Son of God. And the Bible says in the book of John, chapter 5, verse 19, when they were conflicting about the miracle of Jesus, he said, I do what I see my Father do. So, if you can't see now, you can seek the will of God in everything. You understand me? And then your eyes will open. Every Christian can. You don't seek your self-interest in anything. You know, I told you before, if you are going to read and study a course, if it is not in your mind that, Lord, I want to be this thing so that I can serve better, from onset you have failed because God is not in the equation. Any business you do, if you are not in your mind that, Lord, if you can get me this business and you bless me, I will bless your work. God is not in the equation. He will, frustrate, he will be frustrated by the devil. So, the, the reason why demons see Jesus and they scream is the mindset and the works that Jesus was doing. At the beginning, the demons first wonder who is he. But when they saw the miracle and the teaching and the works, they looked very carefully to him. That, ah, this is the one that we have been told all these years from heaven that we come. He has arrived. He has arrived. So, because if the devil knew him, that demon knew him, knew him when he first came in, he would have run out. He won't wait for fire. He won't wait for fire. Let me read something to you, Mom. Because you are in Christ, Satan knows your name. Satan knows. Now they will respect your name. Look at what it says in Luke chapter 4, verse 41 to 44. More de- moreover, demons came out of many people shouting, You are the Son of God. Maybe the spirit of worldliness. He said, ah, this spirit, they start with people. They are not far from you. If you, are wor- if, you are, if you are tormented by any of those stuff, your being a Christian doesn't stop them from tormenting you. Because they came to Jesus too. Can you imagine after 40 days and 40, 40 nights seeking God? Who do you expect? You expect angels to just appear. He didn't go so. It's Satan who first appeared. They were stalking him. But the Bible says that Jesus overcame the devil by the word. And then angels ministered to him. Are you with me now? So what is causing demons to be arguing with you? You are going to tell the Lord, Lord, I'm sold out to you today. The glory is upon me, the fire is upon me. The blood is upon me. Father, transform my mind. Transform my mind. Help me to operate the mind of Christ in me. Attitudes. Attitudes. The Bible says, Jesus cried with a loud voice. He prayed to God who is able to save. And yes, some people are in church. We told you to pray and you are closing your mouth. So that is the thing the devil will use to bind you. That is what the devil will use to bind you. And you will think, Jesus didn't answer you. No, you didn't open your mouth like him. 
some of us in church, our mind is full of evil desires because the enemy is bamboozing our mind. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. The Bible says, whatsoever is lovely, whatsoever is a good report. If there be any virtue or praise, consider. Tell God, destroy my human mind. Let it give way to the mind of Christ in me. Let my human mind give way. Let me think like Christ. Let me act like Christ. Operate like Christ. Tell the Lord. Some Christians have unforgiveness. Can you imagine? And you are praying, forgive us our trespasses as we want. You can never say that second line. Because you do not forgive those who trespass against you. You see, think about the, 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 the acts they committed and how you have to, how you cannot forget. I forgive, I can't forget. That's of the devil. Tell the Lord to cleanse your human mind. Your human mind completely is the battlefield of Satan. It is the way, it is the only weapon Satan used to hinder men. Tell the Lord, cleanse my human mind completely. Let me operate fully the mind of Christ. Yes! The soul is the son of God because he behaved like God. He talked like God. He operated like God. He think like God. Change my human mind completely to the mind of Christ. Oh Lord, we bless you. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. One more prayer I want us to pray. And we must always pray for it. It is for the nation that is under siege. The Bible says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They that love you will prosper. Let me tell you, when God has restored back Russia and um, Ukraine and defeated, not Russia. Russia is not fighting Ukraine. It's Putin that is fighting them. It's not the Russian people that are believers, but again, as really fail. I was when I was driving down today, there, there was a Russian professor on television who had run out of Moscow, who told the press in his interview that. Many students in university hate what Russia was doing. And he began to speak against it, so they wanted to kill him. They first removed him from office, and when they were sending him away, the, 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 the students were applauding him. Because they hate what, what they, are, they refuse to be brainwashed. Are you with me now? So we're not praying against Russia. We are praying against that spirit that possessed Putin. That God will humiliate him. If you look at the news today, I think a humiliation had been dead on him. Two days ago, he was boasting that he would not let the, the grain pass through the sea. But within 24 hours, you prayed, you guys prayed, and some other people prayed on the wall. Can you see Putin withdraw from what he says before? He doesn't. But he has said that the grain should pass. Because if the grain don't pass, your own grain too will be finished. That is what God gave to the whole world. That we will finish your own grain too, and you will not have food to eat in your country. When people don't have food to eat, they will rise against the leader. Quick, 24 hours, he rethink. Another humiliation that he suffered, he does not believe. He believed that he would take over the whole of Ukraine within a few days. But now, his soldiers are on the retreats. All where he had gone, he had collected it again, he had gained A robber in the broad daylight, stealing from people and praising God for stealing. And saying that God told him to do it. Is that what you are seeing in your broad daylight? So when the hand of God is raised by the prayer of the saints, his soldiers left their arms. 
They ran when no one pursued them. And we're going to pray for Ukraine. Let God arise over Ukraine. Lord, let God arise over Ukraine. Put your enemies to flight in Ukraine. Father, terrify this man who refused, who is bent on killing. Tell the Lord. Psalm 22, 28 says, For dominion belongs to the Lord, and He rules over the nations. Let your rulership be enforced over the nation of Russia. Father, flush out the demons of hell that is pushing the authority of Russia. All the soldiers of Russia, terrify them, O God. Let them see your eye like the Egyptian army and be thrown into confusion and chaos. Everywhere they are hiding, they should run out, they should run out and begin to run back to their nation. They will not stop running until they get to Moscow. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. He says they plot evil against you and devise wicked schemes. They cannot succeed. That is Psalm 21 verse 11. Those who plot evil against Russia, they cannot succeed. They are plotting evil against you, O God. Your decree for Russia, they are challenging it with the mind to destroy and alienate them. Father, they cannot succeed. They cannot succeed. They cannot. You will make them turn their back when they, you aim at them at your uh, uh, withdrawn bow. That is Psalm 21 verse 12. Father, let them turn their back. Aim at them with your bow. All their ships in the sea that is shooting cruise missiles, paralyze them in the name of Jesus Christ. Sink all of them in the name of Jesus. In the broad daylight, let them all sink. All the, mis- all the ships that carry cruise missiles, all the domes where they have the ammunition, let them catch fire. Thunder in the midst of them as you did, O oh God. Thunder in the midst of them you did for Israel. Thunder in the midst of them, Lord. Throw them into panic in broad daylight. Destroy their armories. With fire, let them explode in broad daylight. Let them explode in broad daylight. That all the weapons they receive from Iran, from, from, from North Korea, they will not succeed. They will, they will catch fire and they will be burnt to ashes. Lord, send your fire, Holy Ghost. Don't in the midst of them and send them to ashes. That your name be glorified. Thank you, Lord, because you have done so. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Take your seats, please, before we close today. We have to close because of time, not because I want to. I'm still ready to pray for another one hour with you. But you know, I know that tomorrow you are going to walk. But tomorrow will be great. Tomorrow, we start our service at 8 o'clock, isn't it? If you want to pray, join our puzzle from 7 o'clock. We will pray until we are full. Because I don't think we have prayed enough. Do you know, are you hearing the news? About North Korea and about Iran. 2007... The Lord showed a vision to me, and I saw a stool with three legs. And then I saw a ball began to rise in the midst of it. And the Lord said, the first leg of the stool is Russia. You know, a stool has triangular, like this, triangular stool. And that one is Russia. The one on the left here is Iran. And the one on the right here is North Korea. And the Lord told me, and I told you, that a time is coming. An alliance will be formed 
by Russia, North Korea, and Iran. That alliance has been, has been formed. And you can see now, formally, Iran is arming Russia. And God, we prayed here, and God gave them trouble. So they now have enough in, in their own. God only have to just, you know, disunite them and they give them trouble. But now, North Korea was exposed today. They are sending arms to Russia against Ukraine. But don't forget, in the midst of the tree, I saw a ball. And that ball was growing and was growing and it filled the stool. And I said, Lord, what is this? He said, that is China. That was the time the Lord told us here that before 2010, China will rule the world in economy. And they'll be so rich. They'll be so rich. And then the Lord said to me too, there, was an, there is an ammunition that is prepared, that is being developed in that region that the West know not of. When the West will know of it, the West will have to sign agreement with them. You watch what is happening now. This is 2007, this is 2022. The founder of this world, war now, is China. It will soon, you will soon hear it on your television. But North Korea has come out boldly now. Even they said that it's not, North Korea is not only supplying um, Russia. They are supplying the Middle East and supplying Africa. And I wonder where the Boko Haram of Nigeria are getting weapons from. Middle East don't manufacture weapons. They don't. And so, you need to know when things go on, you need to refer back to the prophecy God gave us. For you to be able to escape scam. Because when they are talking the truth, you have some schemers too who send all manners of derailing information on the, especially your WhatsApp. That is the first vulnerable place. So don't fall a victim of any lies in WhatsApp. God has revealed for the end time, this will take place. And if you look at by 2011, it was admitted by the whole world that the richest country on earth is China. They have more billionaires in China than you have in America. Really, they, they intimidate America when it comes to billionaires. So when you hear you know, something is billionaire, the, this man who has Tesla and stuff is a, is a baby to people who have money in, in China. China is so rich now that where on earth are they not learning? They have formed their own World Bank. I did a good studies on that and also on Chinese judiciary system, which they are intending to try and, you know, put it put some sanity into their judicial system. So, I need to tell you, for you to know that when God speaks among us, keep it. Because they are trustworthy. And when they come to pass, you don't panic. Because God already told you years before they happen. What is our position? Our position is blessing. I said, my position is blessing. <laughs> Heaven will bless you. God will bless you. God will position you for good things. So tomorrow, we will zero in into that man, Daniel. Tomorrow. 
very briefly I just bring out some points on that you are reading Daniel now and Mark so it's very good for us to look at that man Daniel I think we will learn from Daniel as a character about what we believers in Christ need to be doing for us to operate because in time of Daniel God did not live in him he did not have the privilege of being born again and yet he saw angels in the broad daylight so tomorrow come with me into the journey of angels so tomorrow we're going to look at Daniel now you read your Daniel again from chapter 1 now to chapter 5 and 6 tomorrow so that when you are coming you are fully loaded Amen. If you have not read chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3 and 4 of today, read the whole 6 tomorrow because we'll go into the operation tomorrow. And I will say to you, when you are coming tomorrow, bring your request for this very end of year. Any request that you have had, that you are still waiting, write them down. The things that you expect in the next one month and two months, Write in there anything impossible that you have tried and tried, write it down. Tomorrow I'll be dealing with it, and tomorrow I'll be anointing everybody. Can I say that when I will start anointing service, you switch off from the YouTube and from every external thing, so that only us in-house will deal with it. Anointing service must never be shown on, on the YouTube or on the social media anymore. Once I get to anointing, you switch off. And I will endeavor to make sure that that is going to be the last thing I'll do. Or it could be the first thing I'll do, who knows. But when I go anointing off social media, when the Spirit of God moves and the power of God is present, I go into it. They will get it now. Okay then, shall we stand up together, please? Hold it. Do we have anyone visiting us for the first time? Anyone worshiping for the first time? You were invited. Did, you, did anybody invite their friends? Ah, what is this? Please don't let them see you on television. <laughs> so will you do that tomorrow? Am I talking? Will you tell someone in your office what is going on here? Will you tell them that they should bring their request and see whether God will not answer it? Tell them that. I can guarantee you if they come with a request, you will be amazed at the speed God will answer them. As long as I live in the presence of he whom I stand, you will be shocked. So tell your friends, let them come. Let them come. Any issue, let them come. And the Lord will heal them. Shall we rise up together, please? Stretch your hands before the living God. Ah, Father, may the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of our God, the God of Jacob, protect you. May God send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May God remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offerings. May the Lord give you the desires of your heart and make all your plans succeed. You will shout for joy when you are victorious and you shall be victorious in every battle. We will all lift up our banners in the name of our God. May the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, 
May he open a book of remembrance concerning you and answer you from on high. May the God of Bethel, who appeared unto Abraham and unto Jacob at Bethel, may he reveal himself to you tonight in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' holy and anointed name, we are praying with us given. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Then the Lord will create over all Christ's faith tabernacle and over all those who assemble there in the cloud, a cloud of smoke by day and a glowing fire, flaming fire by night. Over all members of this house, over everyone under my voice, the glory of God will be canopy over you. It will be a shelter. It will be a shelter and a shade from the heat of the day and a refuge and a hiding place from the storms and the rain. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. When we're doing the grace now, if you want to give an offering, when we leave, when we close, you can just do so. If you have it, bring it to the... This is offering box. Really, I need to let the world know that... This is offering box. Is the, the, somebody, some people may think that that is where the power of Apostle Williams is. Power of Apostle Williams is up there. But this one is offering box. You have tight offering and all other offerings. So when you put your money here, the treasurer will come and they will take the money and they will enter it against your name. Make sure when you give your offering, you write your name on the offering. And when you give by, by electronics, always make sure that you write the title of your given and your name as well because of course your name will show in the accounts that you sent it but you must write the title of your given whether it's tithe, whether it's offering whether it's a mission or whatever VOH so that they can post it appropriately and at the end of the year April 5 every one of you that are high taxpayer or if you at any anyway if you do tax return you can ask the church to give you a printout of your given and you can fill your tax return and all the amount you give to the church that year will be deducted from your gross before tax so the tax man will give you back some of the tax you have been paying so if you don't know that and you need explanation come to the office it will be explained to you but it's a better way for christians to 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 give all the money you give to the church or charity if you declare it, the taxman will take them out of your gross before they now tax you. So they have been taxing your gross before. They will tell, send you a return of the tax that they are owing you. We thank God for the government of the United Kingdom that they do that. I believe you say, Amen. <laughs> He's so in the United Kingdom and so in Germany as well. Germany practice the UK price. I don't know any part of the world that do so. So, shall we now lift up our hands and say the grace as in Hebrew 13, 20 and 21. Now, may the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make us perfect in every good work to do his will, working in us that which is well pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Look at somebody and say to him, Dear our grace, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and evermore. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life, and you shall dwell in the house of the Lord.
Tell that somebody you are very beautiful. And if it's a man, tell him he's handsome. Amen. <laughs> there shall be shouts of blessing. It will follow you home tonight. to us according to our confession can I remind you tomorrow just try and get your seven we'll start praying immediately you get here at seven and the Lord will bless you those of you whose work would delay just come from work join us at the time you close and the Lord will bless you is Dickness Corley in this meeting see Apostle and Dickness um, uh, okay don't worry I'll be with you